Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk eBay. I am your host, Johnny, with Sin City Hustler. If you didn't know that already, we are a husband and wife selling team on eBay. Episode 18. We're on episode 18. It just seems like yesterday I was doing episode one. Uh, this week, we're going to go over my weekly sales, eBay news, and we're listing of the week. Uh, my week was uh, pretty normal. I uh, worked my 40 at the casino. Uh, had to go to California. My oldest, well, my stepdaughter, she's 23. She is having her first child. So I had to go to California because they were having their gender reveal party. So I wasn't really able to do too much sourcing, but I'll get back to that. Uh, I want to say congratulations to my stepdaughter, Shelby. She's uh, having a girl. Congratulations. I am going to be a grandfather and we won't talk about that, but <laughs> um, we were in California, which is the high desert area, Victorville, Hesperia, Apple Valley area. So we went to the party. It was fine. Uh, met the boyfriend's family. We already knew the boyfriend's family, but you know, their family was there and we were there and just basically having a, a a, a good time trying to get to know the rest of the family and have the gender reveal. And it was really nice. So uh, we were all done with that and didn't actually get a chance to do any sourcing on Saturday. And usually I do sourcing. My full on sourcing is on Saturday, but since I was in California uh, the next day, I think it was Sunday right before I left back to Las Vegas, I uh, went to Ross and I went to the Victorville swap meet. And I haven't been there in years because I used to live in Southern California. So me and the wife and the kids decided, you know, just let's go to the swap meet and, and uh, see if we can, we can find. And uh, we found some stuff. You see my Instagram story. Uh, I found a Michael Jackson bag. Uh, it's listed pretty high on eBay found a pair of slip-on vans by I think they're special edition vans by the band uh Rise Against and the listings were only a couple listings on those shoes shoes are in pretty good condition and I should be able to sell them for like 60 70 bucks I only paid like 3 bucks for the shoes so you know my buy cost was buy cost was pretty low um and that was pretty much it. My Ross finds were a few jerseys I found and a hockey jersey. If you have, if you see my Insta story, you see it was a Boston Bruins jersey and uh, a few of the Mississippi State replica jerseys. I only paid like eight bucks for those jerseys and twenty dollars for the NHL jersey. And uh, retail price on the NHL jersey was over uh, was a hundred dollars MSRP. But so I'll list that pretty high. Let me be like seventy some dollars. And the Mississippi State jerseys, I'll probably sell those around $40, $45. So uh, I expect a good uh, good flip on those. Uh, if you're listening at the beginning of the show, uh, the Anchor app, you can only listen it, listen listen to the beginning. Uh, I feature a song every week. And if you didn't know already, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Under the Bridge, great band, great album. Uh, it's sugar, uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, released in 92. And it was written by Anthony Kiedis. Great song. Check them out on YouTube. You know, buy their music. You won't regret it. They have amazing music. Uh, 
And that's pretty much it for my week. Um, we are going to have a couple of resellers on. Amazing resellers. These guys are amazing, down-to-earth guys. They're uh, both very knowledgeable when it comes to reselling. We're going to have – and they have their own podcast. And they have an amazing podcast. If you're not listening to my podcast, you should be listening to theirs. Pure Hustle Podcast, Mike and Orlando. They're going to be on in just a moment. And we'll get their story. We'll get their journey as resellers. And we'll talk a little bit about, about their podcast. So, all right. It's, uh, you know what? Let's get them on right now. Let's talk to them. Hello. Can you hear us now? Yeah, I can hear you guys. <laughs> there we go. No, it's uh, something to do with the Anchor app that you needed to have the microphone access on there. Oh, okay. <laughs> can you hear us pretty clear? Yeah, you guys, you guys sound good. Okay, right. good. Sorry about that. No, no problem. We are recording. Well, we are recording now. We're live. Yeah, you guys are on. Right. Are you ready, Mike? Oh, I'm always ready. <laughs> I live ready. <laughs> How are you guys doing? We're good. Well, I don't know if we're like you guys. You were you were traveling, weren't you today? Oh yeah, I just got back from California. <laughs> wow. Now, now I think I saw Orlando in the in the post. Uh, were you in Victorville? Yeah, I was in Victorville. My parents live in Apple Valley, so. Oh, okay. That's where I grew up. So. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I apologize for you having to go to that part of the country. <laughs> yeah, I had to live there for a while, so let's just say it wasn't uh, the best time of my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But right, I, so- I did, I did meet my wife there, which, which was probably the best thing I got out of it. Oh, absolutely. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> How are you guys this weekend? We're good. We're good. Uh, in case anybody's listening to know who we are, I'm Orlando, and I'm Mike. We're about to start our podcast, but this is your podcast. Yes. Hey, is it so, is it different that you're on a different podcast other than yourselves? Yeah, you know, I mean, we've done a couple of uh, of, of on other people's things before, so it, it's definitely a little different. Uh, but you know, we're excited to to be a part of your show and and you know continue to provide value to your listeners and hopefully get some some value from you. So this is awesome. Oh, yeah, and we enjoy your show too. By the way, we listen and we you know you bring on some awesome guests, so we really we really appreciate that. Uh, that's the best part of uh, why I do the uh, the podcast is this. I love interviewing other resellers. Um, I'm sure my listeners get tired of hearing my voice and what I sold uh, during the week. So um, my podcast, I try to make it uh, informative as well as a little entertaining. And so, you know, I try not to lose a listener. And a lot of times I try not to go over an hour, but, you know, things happen. It does go over an hour. But uh I, I love uh, re- interviewing resellers and I love hearing their stories because each story is different. Each story is, is different how they discovered reselling or how they resell and how long they've been reselling. So I, I find it fascinating. No, that is very true. I mean, everybody has their own way of kind of getting into the market. You know, like for, you know, some people it's because they had no choice. Other people, they ended up doing a side hustle and then it became their full time hustle. And then other people are just, they played a game with a bunch of guys. And next thing you know, they're reselling. Yeah. So it's just a bunch of different stories out there. Yeah. It, yeah. Just, it, it was like started with me, you know, just to gain a, an extra $100 over my uh, summer break so I could buy something, you know, and it's turned into, hey, I'm making a lot of money doing this. And, and, and it's turning into now it, it, it's taken over my garage. It's taken over my house. My whole family is involved. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> See, yeah. that's, that's what I like. Um, that's what I like about you guys is a, a podcast. It's um, it's very, the content is awesome. You guys have an awesome podcast. I love listening to you guys' podcast. 
There's a few other ones that I listen to. I mean, there's not too many podcasts that involve at least eBay or Amazon. So there is a select few of us. Um, but I love listening to you guys' content. You guys uh, have great chemistry together. Um, my qu- my first question to you guys is, how, how, did you guys, how do you guys know each other? Hey, do you want to start off, Mike? Well, um, it's interesting because Orlando used to be my boss. And, and now, we're, uh, now we're, we're like business partners in this. So, yeah, so um, I'm, a, I'm a teacher, and Orlando actually was my vice principal. And, uh, you know, we would just be chatting work stuff, and he would, you know, talk about his reselling. And, uh, you know, he kind of was the one that actually introduced me to reselling. But, but before he did this full time, he was, he was my boss. So it's interesting seeing him and working with him now in this light. Yeah, it, it's definitely, you know, just I never thought this. You know, if you were to ask me a few months ago, would we be recording a podcast? Would we be talking about reselling? Would I be a full-time reseller? It definitely was not in, in the plans. And it's kind of funny, like Mike says, I would share with him stories. And actually, I would share with a lot of faculty, like, hey, I found this and I flipped this. And you know how it is when you're a reseller, you tell people stories and yeah. either one, they don't believe you, two, <laughs> they get bored really fast, you know, and, and, and three, they're like, oh, he, they just, you know, they just got lucky or whatever it is. Right. And so I come in and tell Mike, and Mike, what was your reaction when I would tell you things? You know, I mean, I, I used to think back to when I was, when I first tried reselling back when I was just out of high school and. And it was, you know, we talked about it a lot in our podcast, but, but I was buying junk. I didn't know how to research stuff. So it just ended up being like I had a tote in my garage full of a bunch of junk that ended up getting thrown away. So I, I was kind of proud for, you know, excited for Orlando. But I just, to me, it was like, yeah, that, that doesn't really or, work. Or at least that's what he told me because, you know, I was his boss at the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I was always interested in the stories and, and you know, I would, I would. Bring, actually, I would bring boxes to him at work, right? So I would. Oh, that is true. I would I save boxes that. and bring them to him, you know, because I I know you sell, so here's boxes I've I've saved for you. Now I'm wishing I had those boxes. <laughs> See, I I had just uh just like you, Mike. You have a full time job, and you and you resell part time. Yeah, I, I would say I, I resell part time, but it feels like full time. Yeah, know? it definitely does. I'm in the same I'm in the same boat with you. I have a full time job. I work at a casino here in Las Vegas, and I do. Uh, eBay part-time so it definitely takes up a, a lot of time but you know what the thing is uh, for me I love it I, I have a passion for it um, I love going out and sourcing like just like any other reseller that's the fun part you know a, a lot of resellers um, you know show off their hauls and, and what the, where they're sourcing and how they got it and um, a lot of them don't show the little things that has to go involved like you know taking photos and listing it and looking up comps to see if it's you know worth reselling and stuff like that. So I, I find that all that interesting to me. Or the bad buys, right? Yes. You don't see a lot of bad buys, right? No, no, you don't see the bad, but you always see the good buys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of the nature. I almost feel like with social media in general is, is people show the best of what's going on, right? And, and with Pure Hustle Podcast, we try really hard to be positive with, you know, just the, the, the overall reselling community and what's happening, whether it's changes in eBay or another platform. And, you know, we believe that, that, you know, being positive about it, it's a good thing. Uh, but at the same time, we, we try not to, to hide our mistakes. And we believe that, you know, learning, you know, spending money and sourcing incorrectly um, can be a valuable learning experience. And so when we have those experiences, we like to share that with our listeners and, and, and on the Instagram posts, you know, it, there, there's obviously you want to, you want to rejoice when you've got the, the great victories, but at the same time, there's, there's times where I regret some purchases and we talk about those and hope that, you know, 
Yeah, yeah I've, I've I've heard those podcasts where you guys like, yeah, that was a bad buy. And especially, especially the the I think the stories of the fingerlings or something like oh, that. Oh man, those still haunt me. Those still haunt me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in case in case your listeners want to know, Orlando has uh, probably hundreds of fingerlings, and he's hoping that the the market's going to go back up. And I, I'm curious because you only have ten fingers, Orlando. How many fingerlings can you possibly have? <laughs> I don't know. I, I I have a big big kind of idea of maybe I'll just donate these to a school. I'll be Santa Claus or something. I'll show up one day with a bag full of fingerlings. Um, this question is for both you guys. Um, I know, Mike, that you said that Orlando kind of uh, made you discover what how reselling is. But uh, Orlando, you've been doing this for a while, right? I have. I would say, you know, if, if you track, like, how long I've like done eBay and stuff like that. I mean, it's been over a decade as far as like really get into reselling probably seven years. And I would say, you know, full time was this past year where I decided to finally take that leap. And uh, I guess this is, uh, I guess, more towards you, Orlando. How did you how did you discover that you can uh, uh, resell and make a business, you know, eBay? But you don't just sell eBay. You're on other platforms, right? I am. I am. And. I figured out it was, you know, the first part was more by accident. It was kind of a need in the sense that as a teacher, and I tell Mike to do this all the time, right? Go to conventions, pick up textbooks, right? And so Mike's nodding, by the way. You can't <laughs> see that. We're so used to the video, right? If we're not. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> so I would, you know, early on in the summer, I would have earlier on, and I mean years ago, I would have these gaps in my pay because as a teacher, you could choose 10 months or 12 months for your pay. And so I chose 10 months because, I, you know, you don't get paid a lot when you're a teacher. And I always try to figure out how I was going to pay my rent and so on. And what I ended up figuring out is I could, you know, get textbooks at teacher conventions because for whatever reason, you know, you'd go some teacher training. They'd always have textbooks to give away. And most people didn't want to put those in their cars or have to carry them. And I always volunteered. So I'd always walk out with like 20 to 25 textbooks. Right. And you know how much textbooks would cost. They're about 100 a piece if they're new ones. Yeah. And so I started doing that with Amazon in the beginning. And then I started doing a little bit of jeans here and there. And uh, I had a friend in college who he was making a ton of money back in 1999. I mean, it was a wild west. And that kind of got me started. But I really didn't take it seriously until a few years ago. And I, we've told the story before, but I know we have new listeners here. What ended up happening was me and two other guys were always watching Storage Wars and, and all those other shows. Remember when those came out and they were really popular? Oh, yeah. I watched those all the time. <laughs> and, and so, and I still like watching them, you know, even though I know some of them are staged, it's still cool to go, I wonder what they got and how much, you know? And we made a bet amongst the three of us that, hey, you know what? It'd be cool if we all started with $20 and then we go buy stuff at garage sales and we see how much we can make over a year. And the rules are, number one, if you lose your $20, that's it. Rule number two is whatever money you make, you keep putting that back into your capital to buy more. And believe it or not, next thing you know, you know, my the first person was my friend. He actually bought some RC car for $20 and he flipped it for like $300. Nice. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, seriously. And I, I didn't even do that well. I bought like, um, I bought a stroller for $7 and I sold it for $45 at a baby resale shop. But next thing you know, by the end of the year, you know, the other guys kind of, they're, they're doing okay. And they, they weren't too worried about the extra cash flow, but I really needed it. And, you know, it was funny. We were at lunch one, uh, at dinner uh, one of the evenings. And I remember them looking at me and go, hey, Orlando, so how's your eBay going? And I'm like, well, I got like 41 listings up. And they looked at me and they're like, what, 41? 
that's insane. You know how much that is? And I just knew at that point in time, like, I can keep growing this. And so that's kind of how things began. And uh, now I'm at a whole lot more than 41 listings. And you've been full-time for how long now? So I've been full-time since uh, early June. And so oh, okay. it's only been, been a few months, but I will, you know, I want to tell people out there that are looking to go full-time. It took five years of hustling every night. I mean, seven days a week, because it, it was not something I could have done right away and go, you know what? I want a new job. I just want to sell full-time. That would be brutal right now. <laughs> yeah, that's one. That's actually one of my goals right now is to eventually become full-time. And the bad thing about it is I have no patience whatsoever. <laughs> I have none, none. I just like, I just want it to happen now. <laughs> no, we get that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that, that's kind of where, you know, I'm at, you know, in some ways too, I, I don't have a desire at the moment to go full time, but you know, trying to scale up quickly. Um, it's, it's something I want to do. And I think, you know, you can either scale over time, um, with little increments of, of investment or quickly with large investments of both time and resources. Uh, the problem with doing it quickly, what I'm, I kind of realize is you lose out on the experience part of it, as far as learning what works and what doesn't work and where your, your, your niches are and things like that. So you can scale quickly, but by doing so you're, you're kind of losing valuable opportunities to make mistakes when it's not quite as crucial. Now, now, Mike, um, you've been reselling for how long now? Um, I I kind of really started probably about the time that Orlando went full time. So early okay. June is when I really picked it up. Uh, yeah, we went. He actually was like, hey, do you want to go on a ride along with me? I'm going to some garage sales. And I've always enjoyed going to garage sales, picking up stuff for myself. Uh, and it was interesting because, you know, Orlando, he knows what he's looking for. We're at a community garage sale and he's jumping out of his car and and. and you know, he knows he could like run around the garage sale really quick, see if there's anything valuable and then jump back in the car. Um, and I'm like looking at each individual item because I have no clue. Right. So um, he would be at a, a garage sale picking up certain items. And while he's negotiating or bargaining, like I'm just like on my own looking at things. So I'm watching what he's doing and trying to pick up my own stuff. And I kind of realized I, I had an eye for the interesting and unique because I grabbed quite a few things at that time and everything that I grabbed and, and brought back to the car he kind of looked at me like why did you buy that like this is kind of <laughs> funny and and i ended up you know everything i bought that first garage sale i i've sold and for a pretty good roi and the funny thing about that first ride along that we did together was we went from a garage sale and they went to a thrift store too do yep. you remember yep and it was like mike got the whole like package of what reselling looks like when you're outsourcing because he even scored uh, at the thrift store, did you pick up? You picked up something, right? That you paid yeah, like thirty-five that skin caliper, and yeah, I, I made like one hundred and twenty dollars on that. that That's was... his first time, by the way. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, it, you work at a casino, so I'm sure you get how this works, right? But, but I, I was hooked, right? Like it was like I, I was very successful on my first couple of trips outsourcing, and you know, I, I was hooked immediately. Like I, I, I got the bug. I, I realized that you know, there's probably going to be times where it's I'm not as successful, but. I saw that it, it's not that it's easy, but it's doable. If you put the work in, you spend the time. Um, and, and yeah, I was, I was hooked. Yeah. I was just going to ask you, Mike, um, how fast were you hooked when you found out that you can, you can resell things? Because I was, when I first started discovering reselling, I was hooked instantly, instantly hooked. I wanted to do it. This, I go, this is what I want to do. Were you the same way? 
Yeah, I mean, well, it's it's weird because I think part of it is is goals, right? So my original goal, um, I do a lot of uh, videography and and stuff like that. So um, I kind of do like wedding videos and event videos on the side. And um, I've got a drone and I wanted a nicer drone and it was going to cost me, I needed like an extra like six or $700 to pick up the drone that the specific one I wanted. And I remember I asked Orlando before the ride along, I said like, how do you think over the summer I could, you know, make this amount of money if I were to, to resell? And he was like, oh yeah, you can make that no problem over the summer. And so my, my initial goal was I'm kind of just going to get this money and then I'm going to be done. Um, and within the first few weeks, I'm, I'm, I'm at that point and I've got that money that I could buy the drone. And, and to this day, I still don't have that drone because all of the money I got has just gone right back into more capital because, um, yeah, I would say pretty quickly I was hooked. My goal shifted from um, I just want something for me to this is going to change my life. Like this is a life changing opportunity. Yep. I, that's exactly how I felt. I go, this, this was actually almost an epiphany. Like to me, it was, uh, you know, I just turned 47 and I've been working steadily since 1990, you know, so I working corporate jobs and then find out later in, in life, which was for me, that this is something that's doable. This is something that I can make a business out of. And, and, not only that, but I can spend more time at home. And this is one of my goals of, uh, and reasons why I want to go full-time is, you know, staying home more and just focusing on reselling full-time. And that, that's just one of my goals. No, and I, I agree. I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons I went full-time was, you know, I wanted to spend more time with my boys. I found that when I was in administration, and Mike could tell you this, I was working like crazy. I mean, I'm talking about 60-plus-hour weeks, and, you know, even I'm, I'm at home and I'm opening my MacBook and I'm doing emails late at night, right? Mike would see my 11 o'clock p.m. emails. And I just, I was thinking like, this is, this is crazy. Like, I can't dedicate myself to my family and, you know, keep going on like this. And so part of it was, yeah, you know, it is, it is a hustle. It's not like I'm working any less, but it's different. And so what that looks like is, you know, I take my son, garage selling with me you know my son helps me pack boxes like I'm I, we're always there together doing something and it's just it's a lot of fun it's it's a totally different ball game because the other way was I was always at the at the you know request of whoever needed to talk to me at that moment and that meant that my boys weren't around right and then that's that's what I love about about the business about reselling is that when you you know I, I've interviewed other resellers who are full-time and, and they enjoy being home and more time with their wife and their kids. And, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys follow side hustle pros at all, but um, yep. Chaz, you know, he, he went full-time and you see his Instagram posts and he's always spending time with his son and he loves it. He loves reselling. And, you know, he's one of the guys that inspired me to resell. And, you know, it, it really, I think connects families more if he's, you're home more you know, you're much control of your own destiny when it comes to your own uh, uh, business um, reselling on eBay or Amazon or whatever platform you're using. Yeah, absolutely. And I kind of feel just to add on to that. Um, it's, it's interesting because um, my wife reminds me all the time that I need to make it more clear to people that as great as it would be to be at home doing that reselling, that opportunity is, is amazing. I feel like that's the end goal for so many is you can do it while working full time. Uh, my wife is now involved with this with me, uh, which has been awesome. So, you know, I come home from work. She comes home from work. She works a full time job, too. We have a son. 
And somehow we managed to make dinner, do the laundry, clean dishes, go out and source, list things, pack things, ship things. And the whole time we're spending time together. And so we don't feel like we're losing family time. It, it, even, even reselling while working full time has, has in some ways been able to bring the family close. You know, like we do more together instead of one of us watching one TV show while the other one is doing something else on a computer or something where we're working together. Right. And then that's, what I, that's what I found fascinating about reselling. That's just, to me, that's just awesome. I think that it's a, a you know, selling on eBay, you know, and connecting families together, you know, they can, they can work together and, and be together and spend time together. And that's what I love about it. Uh, my next question uh, is, either one of you can answer this question. Uh, what are your end goals as far as reselling? Wow, end goals. So that's kind of, that's a tough one. I think for me, it's a tough one. I want to always be reselling. What that looks like is what I'm trying to figure out over the next few months, right? Because there, there is a part of me that, you know, you always have those fears, right? What if the market collapses? What if, you know, eBay falls apart or Amazon falls apart? You know, there's still the local game. So the, the angle for me is, is number one, uh, you know, obviously, is this something that I want to be doing in, until, you know, I'm old and gray. I'm already a little gray here and there. Mike tells me all the time. But uh, it, it's one of those things, you know, because I know there are, you know, you see those old school resellers, right, that own shops or, you know, American Pickers is a little stage. But even them, you know, this is what they've been doing for a long time. And they visit people that have been doing it for a long time. And I love it. So part of that is, you know, figuring this out, like, how can I make this? And I don't ever want it to be mechanical. And what I mean is, I don't want to lose the thrill of it. You know, the thrill of the garage sale, the, the, even the thrill of retail arbitrage, when you find those items that you can ship into Amazon that you know is going to make you money right away. Right. But at the same time, you know, I, I need a skill I know in time in, in a place where you know, it, it may have to be wholesale, it may have to be private label, or I can continue doing RA and eBay. It just has to be at a place where I'm going to eventually have to scale up to have more employees working for me. And, you know, you get the big warehouse and all that, because then it, then it has to be a full business. Uh, you know, and, and the reason I say that is to create that uh, financial stability. So my end goal is, number one, to keep loving the process, create that financial kind of, I would say, multiple income streams. Uh, so you kind of know where you're at. And third of all is just kind of create legacy. You know, create legacy with, with, with my boys and with my family in the sense that for so long, so much of my family was all about the nine to five, right? You have to go to college. You have to get a degree. I have a master's degree, by the way, in history. Not saying that to brag or anything. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like that wasn't leaving legacy for me. It, it, it just it just wasn't. I mean, I was impacting students. That was the one thing that I really loved. And I was impacting faculty. At least I think I was. Oh, yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> but I, I feel I feel that in the end, I want to help so many more people. And, and part of that legacy is this podcast. Mike and I want to be able to change people's lives uh, by encouraging them and motivating them that they can definitely level up their standard of living. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, podcast, that's one of the reasons. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I do a podcast. Um, I still consider myself a fairly new reseller. Um, I know Orlando, you've been doing it for like over a decade, but I've, I've been reselling for going on nine months, over nine months now. And I just, like I said, I have a passion for it. And this is my way of, give, of like kind of giving back, 
especially to uh, new sellers who, who are maybe just picking up on the podcast or listening to your guys' podcast and they're not sure if they want to resell. So I mean, I'm hoping to connect with at least one person out there who'll say who's on the fence and doesn't want, you know, is not sure if they want to do this. And I kind of push them a little to see, you know, just try it, just try to see if it works or not to see, you know, if it's going to work for you. And if I can connect with one person, you know, that just makes my day. Yeah, I agree. Mike, Mike, I, didn't, I wanted to hear from Mike. Oh. oh yeah. That's an interesting question on that. I would, this, my answer is going to make me sound like probably an arrogant, terrible person, which I, 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 I try Maybe not there's to a little bit there. Maybe. <laughs> um, um, I, as bad as this sounds, I want to build an empire. Like I, I grew up in, in you know, in poverty. I, I didn't have a lot. Um, I didn't have as many opportunities as I would have, you know, looking back to the things I wish I could have done and, and, and learned. And I mean, I, I now have my master's degree, uh, but it, it was later in life that I was able to go back to school because, you know, schooling just wasn't important for my family. And, and so I, I look at my son and I look at my family and what I want to provide. And, and I kind of think about it as like, I want to build an empire, uh, something that will give my son and then others around me um, something to to hold on to, something that, that I can give back. And so I think that starts with the reselling. You know, I'm, I'm hustling really hard with the reselling and doing this podcast and, um, and then also uh, working full time. But I think that will lead into other things. I also do videography. Um, I, I'm, I enjoy my videography business. Um, and then at some point, my wife and I have aspirations of, of buying, you know, rental properties and, and like it, it's we're dreaming huge, right? Like probably way bigger than, than we have a right to dream. But I think re reselling has has given us the keys to those those gates that we thought would never be opened. Um, it's bringing in so much extra income and, and um, is teaching us so much about business that that my wife and I, you know, when we're just having dinner can talk now and say like, yeah, in five years, 10 years, like we might have those rental properties. We might like these things can start to happen. Um, and, and it's just exciting to think about that. And then, you know, like Orlando said with Pure Hustle podcast, um, we, I, I have seen how much this has changed my life and it's changed my wife's life. And Orlando has so much knowledge to give and I'm learning a lot. And I feel one of the things that makes our, our, our podcast interesting and, and just like you being a, a new reseller is, um, the, some of a lot of our listeners are, are going to be new resellers who are just kind of learning and trying to figure out maybe they're on the fence maybe they've they don't know 100% what to do and by by doing the podcast we they get to hear my perspective on, on the mistakes I'm making and the questions I'm asking which Orlando might not even think to ask but Orlando's bringing so much knowledge and information that, that that's teaching me and teaching others and and you know legacy I think is a good word right we're, yeah, we're, I agree. we want to leave something for other people, not only our family members, but just other people, because, you know, when you have a gift, you want to, you want to share it with the world. hundred percent agree. That, that's, that's awesome. I also agree. And that I don't find it arrogant at all, Mike. So dream as big as possible and build that empire. Man. All right. <laughs> um, my next question, uh, do you find it uh, necessary for resellers to be on social media to either uh, connect or network with others or do you find it not necessary? Okay. I would say it depends on what your end goal is. Is it necessary to make some money reselling? Probably not. Is it necessary to be super successful? 
you probably need to be on social media. Not to say that you need to be putting out content all the time, uh, but there's so much there's so much information that's just freely available, right? That that when you can see other people's bolos or their the things that they they've scored on or their mistakes, and you can be gathering that information by following successful resellers, it's extremely extremely useful. Um, and then on top of that, as you start to gain knowledge and information, you have something to give back, you should be giving back. I, I feel not that everybody necessarily has to, but, but if you do um, give back, it might not help your, your game, as it were, your hustle, but, but you're helping others. And I think that there's something to be said for that by, by helping the, the people around you. I agree. And I will tell you, as someone who did not do social media for 10 years, okay? So I went dark in 09. I was on Facebook. And then, you know, you, you get this kind of, all these people contacting you that there's a reason why you don't talk to them anymore and they're finding you. And not, <laughs> not that I was in trouble with the law or anything. It was just, you know, high school people in college. And it's kind of, you know, I, I don't want to hear from people. And so I went dark in 09. And the first time I went back on social media was for Pure Hustle Podcast this past June. And it was so eye-opening for me. I remember telling Mike, I think within a month, going, Mike, my reselling would be at the next level right now already. Like, I would have been where I'm at now probably a lot earlier had I been on social media. The reason I say this is, is first of all, all the stuff that Mike just talked about, all the content that's out there, you know, the bolos that are being shared, not, not even just the bolos, just the process that you're seeing. Right. You, you, it kind of it's motivating and it's also truth telling. Right. You get to understand that this isn't a, you know, get rich quick kind of deal. Like this takes time. It's day by day. On top of that, you get to network with all these people. And, it, and it's so it's so wild because we get contacted all the time with sometimes it's people just trying to get our business. But sometimes it's somebody that to listener goes, hey, you know, I heard you guys struggling with this. Here's this company that you should contact about, you know, some liquidation or here's somebody I know that's trying to offload some inventory or you should check out this thrift store here or whatever it is. And I go, I told Mike, I'm going to go, wow, like what missing for 10 years. And so I encourage anyone that's doing reselling, you got to get on social media. And like Mike said, you don't have to be always producing content. We're, we're always producing content because we want to draw people to the podcast so we can help them. Right. I mean, Social media, think about this, is the best form of free advertising out there, right? Because you get it out there and people start noticing and you do it absolutely for free. And so I would always say, yes, social media is very important in the reselling game. I agree. I, I, I agree 100%. Um, your guys' podcast is, is really, really taking off. Are you surprised how you know popular it gets? Because when I'm on I, uh, IG... I see a lot of posts saying, oh, I can't wait for the next Pure Hustle podcast, waiting for the next Pure uh, episode to come on. You know, I see them posting on their on their Instagram and people are just salivating almost just for your next uh, episode. Do you, do you find it surprising that it's this popular? Um, I, I think, to be honest, we're, we're both just like humbled by it. Like we started this um, wanting to provide, uh, you know, provide help to people and to, to just to give as much away as we possibly could. Um, and, and it was kind of neat because it was like, I wanted to learn how to resell. And so we let, let's just document this journey and put it out there and maybe it'll help other people. 
Uh, so yeah, I'd say we're, we're surprised and we're humbled by it. Uh, but at the same time, um, you know, like anything, we, we, we're working really hard to, to put out the content and good content and to connect with people. And I, I feel like um, we have such incredible listeners that, that help us too, right? That they give us information to talk about. We do a, a hustle of the week every week where, where listeners are sending in information that things that they're doing. Um, and so I feel like we're part of a community. Um, I, I don't feel like Orlando and I, either of us feel that, you know, like we're anything special. I just feel like we're, we're part of a special community. That's amazing. Yeah, I agree. And the funny thing is about, about this is that we, we made these goals. Like when we met, you know, before we even recorded, we kind of said, okay, this is when we're going to launch the podcast. And soon as we launched the podcast, Mike, like I told Mike, you take care of all the tech stuff. I'll do the social media. I'll go beast mode on the social media and I'll try to get our name out there as much as possible. And, and it's, it's been a wild ride so far. I will say, you know, we just expected maybe what a hundred listeners, right. Just, right. or maybe like, you know, we're, we, I remember when we got our first hundred on Instagram, we were so happy. We were like, wow, this is awesome. <laughs> and, and now we're just like, wow, like this is, this is, you know, people actually want to listen to what we have to say. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and, and we are humbled because, you know, you think about it, there's a lot of great people out there already sharing content, right? But what we learned is, is that people want to get as much content as possible, right? Even myself, I go home and I probably listen to probably three hours of, of shows every day on YouTube or podcasts like yours, whatever it is, because I'm always wanting to learn. And so I definitely think there is an audience out there that just wants to be part of a community, wants to learn and just appreciate, you know, people putting value out there. Yeah. And when we first started, a lot of our, we kind of thought like, okay, our, our podcast is probably going to be like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Um, and, and a lot of them are running into like 120 minutes or more. And what we realized, I, I've discovered by what I listen to other podcasts from, you know, various genres is that there is a, a thirst, I feel like for a long form conversations. And that's what when Orlando and I did the, the podcast, we're kind of just talking to each other, which is pretty neat. And people like to listen to kind of the full story instead of like the, just a quick five minute, here's a quick tip uh, where you really can't dive into the, the deep part of it. And so during a podcast, you know, like your podcast, you, you mentioned sometimes they go over an hour. People have, I think, a thirst for, you know, more content that, that is genuine and not just here's a quick 30 second, which Instagram and social media is great for. Sometimes that's all you have time for. And that's, it's great. And you should be consuming that too. Uh, but there, yeah, there's times when you're on a long commute, you're packing, you're driving. And, and it's nice to be able to, to really listen to, um, you know, deep things about the, the field. And that's what I love about you guys' uh, podcast. And I'm sure a lot of other people agree is that you guys have great content. You guys have great chemistry together. Really um, the podcast comes off very well. I don't know if you guys know that, but you guys, you guys' podcast comes off very well. Um, and it just, it, it seems like when I'm listening to your podcast, it just seems like I'm sitting there in between you guys having a conversation between the, uh, the three of us. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to the same thing. They're just like, just friends talking about what they love. And it, I'm sure other people connect with it too, because Mike, you're fairly a new reseller. And in Orlando, you're like the veteran experience reseller. So I, you, you kind of balance out both uh, areas of new and experience. And I think a lot of people, even experienced 
resellers who are listening to the podcast can relate to that. Do you agree? We we do. I mean that that's one of the first things that we noticed, and and it was this is this was Mike's brainchild by the way about the you know the new reseller and the experienced reseller, because uh, we really didn't know which way to go about it. I mean, we went through first of all we're going to do a YouTube thing, and then we're like, oh, you know, there's so much YouTube out there. Like, I really like listening to people while I'm working. Like, I don't want to stop and watch a video. And and we do our YouTube video because sometimes people like watching people on, on, on a screen too. Uh, but, you know, it, it's one of those things that I definitely feel like our format, we try to be, if we don't try to be, we are organic, right? And, and Mike and I, we do have an outline, but we are in this with everyone. <laughs> you know, I have my terrible returns. I have my bad buys. You know, I have those those bolos that were bolos for a week and then they're not a bolo anymore. Uh, you know, I have taxes to deal with. I have, you know, all kinds of things. And I, I never want us to appear that we've arrived. Like, we're never going to be gurus. We're never going to push ourselves as gurus. That is something that Mike and I have vowed from the beginning, that that's not who we are. We're here to be with everybody. We're here to help when we can, and we're here to learn when we can. I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I mentioned that in my one of my first podcasts. It's just like, look, I'm just a normal guy working a 40-plus-hour uh, full-time job and reselling part-time on eBay. I'm no guru. I'm no expert. I've only been selling for a few months, you know, and I let people know up front that, you know, I don't speak professionally. I don't have any type of degrees in communication, you know, so I just – I just do it because I want to. I want to be a part of this reselling community and sort of give back uh, to this uh, community, just like how I discovered reselling. You know, at, I want someone to say, hey, I listened to uh, Let's Talk eBay by Sin City Hustlers, and I want to I do it, you know, or they listen to a Pure Hustle podcast and, and listen to your content. And, you know, just to get someone, to me, my, my goal for the podcast is maybe a new seller will you know, do what I do and have the passion for it. And uh, that's, that's, don't, that's one of the main reasons I do a podcast. We completely agree. Um, what, uh, we'll stick with this, uh, with that being said, with the new seller, uh, it's, this isn't a question aimed at both you guys. Uh, what advice would you give a new reseller who just signed up for eBay um, doesn't know what, you know, to do next and, and what kind of advice would you give a new reseller? Um, this is going to sound like contradictory advice. Um, I'm going to say two things. One, take action immediately. Are you trying to give a quote right now? No, no, no. This is okay. not a quote of the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that. Should I throw a quote of the weekend on this? But I decided no. Um, yeah, but two things. One, take action immediately. And then two, take your time and research, right? And like both of those things, like kind of seem to, to, to not go together, but I think they do in, in the sense that um, you've got stuff laying around your house. You have things, uh, maybe, you know, maybe you, you say like, I, I'm not sure if I want to do this. I've got 20 bucks. I got a hundred dollars, whatever my capital is. Um, spend a little bit of it and, and, and get some experience. Because if you think, if you sit and you wait for weeks and months and years, creating a perfect plan on how you're going to start reselling, you're never going to start because you're never going to have a perfect plan. Uh, but the other thing is, um, is to research and to spend time and realize that as exciting as it is to go to a garage sale and find something for $5 that you can sell for $500, um, 
um, you're not going to find those things unless you spend some time researching and, and learning the field. So I would say one act immediately, right? Like don't hold off if you're on the fence or if you've maybe, you know, sold one or two things, um, start listing, right? Whether it's things you got around your house or a couple of things that are cheap that you can get with what you can afford. And then two, start researching and learning and, and following, you know, the, the, the great YouTubers and Instagrammers and podcasts that are out there that can help uh, give you what you need to do better and to level up your game. Yeah, and I want to add to that. You need to establish a realistic timetable. And I say that because I, what I see is there's a lot of early resellers that, you know, they, they're like Mike, right? They're on fire, like right away, yeah. right? <laughs> but yeah. right, you got summer heat, not summer slowdown. And <laughs> then things are getting tough. And they're like, you know what? I can't do this anymore, right? And they stop the grind, right? And you see it a lot. I mean, I don't know how long you've been watching YouTube, but, you know, if you watch YouTube seven years ago, there was all kinds of resellers on there you know, showing, having content out there, getting thousands of views. And then a lot of those people have just disappeared. And, and, and I see it also with recently now that no matter how much information is out there, a lot of people burn out. And I, I think they burn out is because there isn't a realistic timetable. Because there were, you know, if, if I look at my journey, I remember when I first started reselling uh, a few years ago after, the, after that contest, I remember, you know, it was like December and I had like $160 cash, right? I, I, re, I sold that stroller and I sold a few other things. And then I got my listings up to 100 and then things got stagnant for like a month. Mm. But I just kept grinding. I kept, I kept buying and I kept, you know, listing. And then I eventually got to 500. And then 500 listing, things were going awesome. I was having daily sales. And then I noticed that like all the things that were good maybe six months ago, like the prices were fluctuating. And so I could have given up, but I just kept going. And then I got to a thousand listings and I'm like, okay, I should be making double my money. What's going on. Right. You think if you go to a thousand, you should make double. And it's not about, you know, that you're going to make double every time you double your number. It's what kind of items you have, how are you sourcing? Where's your price point? And so you got to have a realistic timetable. Right, same thing with Amazon and with same thing with Mercari, whatever platform you're at, you have to set yourself a realistic long-term timetable to evaluate whether you really love reselling. Don't try to get in to do the, you know, get rich or I'm just going to do this for one vacation. You got to set yourself up for the long game. And you got to work the whole time. I think that's another thing too, is, is there's, there's this idea that it's easy and, and, and maybe the first few flips that you do make it seem like it's really easy. Um, and, but it, but it is work. It's, it's a, to hustle hard. It, it takes a lot of work. And I, I lied. I, I will give a quote. This is, I think, this quote. <laughs> oh my, this, he is no, I was waiting for that. Right now, by the way. Yeah, we can't, we, we can't miss Mike's co uh, quote. I, yeah. yeah quote of the week. So, so this is from, uh, I most recently heard it from Will Smith, but I'm hundred percent sure he stole it from somebody else, but he has some good stuff out there. He does. Him. He does. So he, he made this comment. Um, he says, bottom line, what makes me successful over other people is, is I'm willing to outwork them. Um, somebody else might be smarter than me. Somebody else might be prettier than me. Somebody else might have, uh, have got started off on a better foot than me, whatever it is. But he says, what sets me apart is I'm not afraid to die on a treadmill. Basically, if me and you are on a treadmill and, it, and it's a competition, either I'm going to die or I'm going to win. Like, I'm not going to stop. I'm not giving up. And I think it goes, you know, when we're hustling, we have to have that mentality of, of you know, maybe you're losing some sleep tonight and tomorrow night and the next night. And maybe you don't get a day off for a couple months because you're hustling, hustling, hustling. Um, but but I want to encourage new new resellers that 
it doesn't have to be that. You don't have to hustle that hard. But if, if your end goal is big, um, don't don't get discouraged when it gets hard because when it gets hard, it means it, it's working. It's time to grind and, and hustle harder. That I totally agree, hundred percent. That's uh, I love that quote. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. There you go. Another I quote. like. I like I like Mike's quotes. I d- just keep doing it, Mike. I love it. Maybe I'm the only one that doesn't, right? <laughs> I, I think you are. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. You guys have been great. Thank you for coming on. Uh, like I said, your your podcast is awesome. Um, I love the competition. <laughs> but uh, um, you guys out there, if you're listening to this podcast, you listen to my, you should be listening to Pure Hustle podcast. Uh, listen to theirs first than mine or mine than theirs, but you got to be listening to their, their uh, podcast. They have great content. You guys, Orlando, Mike, thank you very, very much for being on. I appreciate it. Um, you know, keep up the good work and keep on hustling guys. All right. Thank you. And thank you for all you're doing. Thanks for having us on and appreciate everyone out there listening to both podcasts. Yeah. You're awesome. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. See ya. All right. Bye. Okay, let's go over my weekly sales. Um, I'll try to go. I'm just gonna go over the highlights. Uh, I had quite a few sales. Uh, probably had close to ten sales over the week, which is uh, pretty good because uh, Q4 is really starting to pick up. And um, first thing I sold uh, the last week was a pair of Cork Ease, K O R K E A S E. A uh, pair of clogs, quirky clogs, and I had them for my store for a good month. Found them at the, sorry, that's my phone going off. I uh, found them at the Goodwill bins. Actually, my wife found them, of course, because she always finds the good stuff. Um, paid for less than a dollar for them, of course, and had them up for about $54 because uh, the other listings were going for about that price, $40, $50, $55, some for $60, but they were brand new. Um only a few listings for this type of, of leather. They had a leather clog wedge type shoe for women. And uh, had them up for $54.99. Had them up for about a month and took a best offer of $46. And shipped them off to its new new home. Uh, I, I had a lot of watchers. At one point, I think I had up to 13 watchers and had a few low balls. Uh, like $15, $20, and I was just like counter offering. And, and you guys know, you guys are, are, are sellers. I'm sure most of you guys are listening are sellers. When you get a lowball offer and then you counter with another offer, with a decent offer, you know, $54, I went to $52 or $50. And it's an automatic decline. Or, You'll, you'll counter offer and there's no accept. There's no counter offer from the buyer. It just sits there for like a couple of days and then you'll get the, the message saying uh, offer has expired. I mean, I don't know if people don't grasp the concept of, of negotiating, but if you're a buyer, any buyers are listening, you know, if, if a seller gives you a counter offer that's not their final offer they have a set price where they they know how low they're going to go with this item and if you negotiate you guys can somehow meet in the middle and make a sale you know it 
I'll counter offer all the time. I get counter offers or an offer for an item and I'll counter offer and that's it. I won't hear anything else and the offer will expire and I'll be like, okay. You know, I, I've gotten to the point where I gotten used to it, but a lot of times it gets frustrating when you get so many offers and you counter offer and you hear nothing back, not even a, another offer. So, you know, just keep that in mind. Um, you're going to get that. At, the more listings, the more you get in your store, the more inventory that you have on eBay. Get a lot of best offers because all my stuff I offer best offer. There's there's none of my items in the store have a, just a buy it now. Uh, they have buy it now or best offer, but uh, it does get frustrating though. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to lie to you guys. It gets pretty frustrating uh, getting a counter offer and then you an offer and then you counter offer and then basically that's all you hear. You hear nothing back from that buyer. But uh, sold the clogs. And it was a pretty good flip because, of course, I only paid a dollar for them. So uh, next up, Stussy. Uh, starting to get uh, rid of the Stussy haul I got uh, a few weeks ago. It was the tie-dye short sleeve T-shirt Stussy. Um, had it up for $34.99. And that's exactly what I got, $34.99. And, of course, if you guys listen to my podcast, I got it at the bins. And it paid less than a dollar for it. So that was a really good flip. And... Uh, my other Stussy t-shirts in my store right now have watchers. Almost all my Stussy stuff has watchers. So I'm thinking I'm going to sell those uh, sometime during Q4. Uh, next up is a band t-shirt. Uh, Blink-182 2009 tour. This one sat in my store for a while. I don't know why. Um, it's a really cool looking band t-shirt. Blink-182. And everything I talk about today, I'm going to put on my Instagram. And you'll not only hear, but you can see what I was talking about. Uh, I had it up for $22. Took a best offer of 19, shipped it off to its new home. Uh, Blink-182 2009 tour. Uh, be, if you're looking to sell band t-shirts, make sure it's an actual tour t-shirt. Because I'll see a lot of them with, you know, like Taylor Swift, but they'll have, you know, none of the tour dates in the back and stuff like that. You want to look for stuff like that. Um, this one had the tour dates in the back, had the uh, cover of Blink-182 in the, in the front, the print. Real colorful T-shirt. Finally sold it. It was a size small, so it was a small. So I'm thinking that's why it took forever to sell. Um, next up is some jeans. Um, I'm always harping on jeans, but these were, were pretty decent comps on here. Obey jeans, and I believe Obey is like a skateboard company. They do other stuff with Obey. Uh, Obey men's gray denim, uh, straight leg pants, size 34. Sold them for 25. I think I had them up for 29.99. Took a best offer of 25. So. Shipped, put those in a, a flat rate uh, bubble mailer and shipped them off. Um, most of the jeans are going to weigh over a pound, unless they're really like kids' jeans or something. But most jeans are going to weigh over a pound. So you have to ship that, put it in a uh, bubble mailer or uh, something in there to ship it off. It has to go priority. Uh, next up is uh, dress. Now, I'm trying to purge my dresses out of my store. I'm trying to focus more on shoes and like athletic wear, like jerseys and stuff. And so the dresses that I still have in there, I'm slowly starting to get rid of. Uh, I did sell a couple of dresses, but this one was, I noted this one because it's actually a cool looking dress. Found it at the bins. It's called In Focus Studio. And uh, a lot of you uh, ladies out there, you probably know the brand. Uh, black and white short sleeve dress. Um, the collar, it kind of goes up a little on the neck, the back of the neck. It's actually really cool. 
uh, $17.99. That's what I listed, and that's what I got for it. And I shipped it off to its new home. It was a size eight, so you know it wasn't too small of a size, and it wasn't too big of a size. But you know, if it the bigger, the better. Uh, the bigger the size, the more likely it's going to sell. Uh, next up is a majestic, authentic collection. It's the St. Louis Cardinals jersey I found at Savers. Paid like five, I think five bucks for it. Uh, flipped it around for twenty nine bucks. Uh, I only had it in my store for like a week or two, and it and it's so quick. Uh, Cardinals are a, a popular baseball team. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals, uh, twenty nine. I think I had it up for thirty four ninety nine because that's what the other jerseys were going for, and I took a best offer of twenty nine. So shipped that off to its new home. Actually, a really cool jersey, button up, stitched. You know, Cardinals in the front, red jersey. Pretty nice. Uh, next up was, uh, where is it at? Michael Kors. I found this Michael Kors long sleeve jacket at the bins, and it was in really good shape. It looked like it was hardly ever worn, and it was like uh, like a little mini puffer jacket. I don't want to say it was real puffer, but it's real lightweight. It's not that heavy. Women's jacket. It's black, long sleeve, has like all these zippers all over it. And Michael Kors, so I looked up comps. Comps were really good on it. So listed it for $39.99. I took a best offer of $32. Uh, put it in a flat rate poly because it weighed just over a pound. It just maybe an ounce or two over a pound. So I had to put it in a flat rate poly or a flat rate bubble mailer, sorry. And uh, shipped it off to its new home. And that's pretty much it for my sale, at least the highlights. I have a lot more, but you don't want to listen to those because it's just boring. And you'll switch off my podcast. But <laughs> um, that's pretty much it for my sales of the week. Um, Q4 is picking up. And I hope your guys' sales are picking up. Um, it should be a good Q4 this year. Uh, it's my first Q4, so I'm really excited. And um, I'm hoping to, to take that next step in reselling after Q4. Have that just have a lot of capital so I can just reinvest in my business. But uh, those are my sales for the week. Uh, let's go on to eBay News. Okay, now it's time for some eBay News. Uh, I found this article on MSN.com. It is, I want to say the actual publisher of the article. It doesn't really say. Um, it's kind of messed up. And funny at the same time. Uh, and please don't get offended if <laughs> you're listening to this. I, I don't mean to offend people. Um, <laughs> it's a, a the headline is "Man puts girlfriend for sale on eBay." And <laughs> when I first read the article, I was just like, "You're kidding, right?" And uh, I, when I went on to read the whole article, and I read the article with my wife, my wife was like, "That's just ridiculous." <laughs> you know, I think she was kind of offended and and found it funny at the same time, but. Uh, a man from the United Kingdom listed his girlfriend on eBay and was shocked that her value crossed over $91,000 within 24 hours. Uh, the guy, his name is Dale Leakes from Colchester in England, decided to prank his girlfriend, 37-year-old Kelly Grievous, by posting an ad for her in a popular bidding site. The prank was revenge for when she was whipping him across his. What this is? This is what the article says. Revenge for when he was or she was whipping him 
in his rear end in a shop while they were fooling around, you know, and I guess this is a couple that kind of pranks each other all the time. The 34-year-old compared Grievous to a car and warned bidders starting starts okay, but after a while, it there's a constant whining noise that I can't seem to stop. Uh, body work is fairly tidy, but up close shows signs of wear. And he puts in parentheses, I'm just being honest. And no serious damage, but you can tell that she has been used. And this this is the description that he's putting on the eBay listing. <laughs> uh, he goes on to say, first thing in the morning, she could be very temperamental. Once warming up, the whining noise is lessened, but I would be lying. I said it goes away completely. Any offers considered would be interested in a part exchange with a younger model. I mean, this guy had some balls, I want to say, just to put that out there because, you know, it it's a different world now. You, you just can't say things like that anymore. You can if you want to, but you just got to deal with the repercussions of it. And, it's uh, it, it's supposed to be a prank, but I can see how people will get offended by it. But uh, the bidding reached over $91,600. It was viewed 81,000 times within 24 hours. So it had over 100 bids. Uh, eBay finally got wind of it and removed the listing and informed leaks that the post was removed as selling in quotations human body parts and remains on the website is ban- is banned. <laughs> they should put, you can't sell just people. You can't put your girlfriend or your wife or your kids, you know, for sale on eBay. And I'm surprised it took eBay this long to take the listing down. <laughs> um, after I put it on eBay, I just kept laughing about it. And she asked what I was laughing about. And this was the guy who put the listing up. It says, I told her I put you up for sale on eBay and was like, gotcha. And at first she thought no one would see it and thought it didn't matter. Well, no, it was viewed 81,000 times. Um, the first few bids and messages on eBay were from friends who had been seen. They'd done and got, uh, they've bid on her. Uh, the bid started going mad. Uh, I was like, wow, what have I done? I, I think the guy regretted doing this. Uh, he was bombarded with messages, uh, offensive ones, of course, offensive ones. I mean, this is pretty offensive. Um, you know, just <laughs> believe me, I'm not, I'm not the most liberal person, but I, I do have common sense and some decency. Um, <laughs> uh, they took it down at 24 hours. Uh, they, the couple laughed it off and it was just a joke and uh she said that the the new owner had that kind of money and that she was going to have a better quality of life so it would be would have backfired on him something i should say is i wouldn't sell her and i love her to bits he added and um it was uh all in all it was just a prank uh pretty funny but at the same time pretty messed up you know, you put your girl. I mean, if I did that with my wife, I probably wouldn't be alive right now. I'd probably be six feet under. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, 
guy put his uh, girlfriend up for sale on eBay. Uh, I will post this on my uh, Instagram. You'll see the headline. Uh, you can go over to MSN News and just type in girlfriends for sale on eBay and you'll read the article. But I thought it was it's pretty interesting news article. I, I said, yeah, I'm going to talk about this. But uh, again, I didn't mean to, to offend anybody. It's just just as what was written on MSN.com. And I thought it was interesting. I thought it was funny. I thought it was uh, messed up. Uh, not cool. But I guess there's a couple who who goes around cranking each other. And I guess that's the thing. Um, <laughs> I can't do that. There's no way. There's no way. I can't. Why would you even do that? I'm like, I'm, dumb, I'm dumbfounded. It's just, I don't know what else to say about it. It's just... <laughs> Things that things I've I've researched to talk about on this podcast, and this is probably one of the most interesting I found so far. But uh, that's uh, pretty much for eBay news. Um, tell me what you think. If you guys tell me what you think about this stuff, um, the eBay news, the weird listings. Uh, leave a DM. Leave a message on the Anchor app. If you leave a message on the Anchor app, I will put it on my next uh, podcast, and I you know leave me your name. And just leave a message and just tell me what you think uh, all around about the the segments, the resellers I interview, everything like that. But, uh, yeah, leave a message and I'll put you on. Um, let's go on to Weird Listening of the Week. Now it's time for Weird Listening of the Week. Uh, this one is pretty, pretty weird, creepy, haunting, um, keeping in spirit of Halloween season right now. It's a weird-looking rabbit doll. Uh, the title of the doll is Antique Haunted Rabbit Doll with Heavy Activity Found. Heavy Activity. Um, they're using a bunch of keywords. Heavy Activity. It was found at Montano State Hospital. And uh, the seller name is Best Bet LLC. And... It's a pretty creepy looking rabbit doll. It's got like this weird happy face look to it, kind of cartoonish stuffed plush doll. And it has a bunch of creepy photos of it. And it has a couple photos of the uh, state hospital that it was found. And it goes on to saying, you know, it's, it's, uh, has, uh, it's been possessed by something and and uh, let me see I'm going to go to the good stuff here because it, it go the description is like long it's almost like like a novel uh, it says my experiences and research the first thing I noticed with this doll besides the look of it was the feeling of being watched and it was unnerving to say the least however beyond that really not much happened out of the ordinary about the time I started to have these weird sensations, like I had walked through spider webs. At first, I just brushed it off and had a few spiders in the house, but sometimes it was way more intense than a real spider web in nature. I don't know what he meant by that. Uh, in fact, even when fully clothed, sometimes I feel them on my leg in the back. It sounds more like like a phobia, like when you walk through a spider web. And you always feel like there's webs on you afterwards, even if you take them all off. Um, 
It's always in the presence of the doll and randomly throughout the house. I soon realized how, with most experience I've had with it, uh, cold spots moving throughout the room uh, was just a few new twists I've never experienced before. Another strange occurrence was that from time to time, if there was a rear a window near where the doll was, would fog up like uh, it happens when you blow on the window with your hot breath. Um, he's saying that the windows fog up every time the weird looking rabbit dolls around a window. Uh, the thing that really surprised me was that the cats were drawn to the doll and would stay there for hours just looking at the dolls. I actually got to the point where they were paying more attention to the doll than us in the house. Uh, I tried and experimented to bring different family members and friends, animals, houses to gauge their response. Um, it goes on to say they brought like dogs and ferrets and stuff, and they would just automatically go to the doll. Um, I was around the time I realized that I may have a child possessing haunting the doll. Uh, the pranks that just had like childlike innocence to them. And also the fact that the doll seemed to, to love animals. And uh, it, he doesn't say how or why this thing was haunted. And he didn't bring any real experts to come in. And he claims to be some sort of uh, paranormal uh, researcher. But uh, it's a possessed rabbit doll. And I guess he decided to put it on eBay because I guess he got tired of looking at it and following him around and doing weird things. Uh, the condition, the doll has is light soiled throughout and see the picture sold as is. <laughs> and uh, he's actually auctioning the doll off for $29.99 starting bid. And he's got nine watchers, but no bids. <laughs> but uh, if you're a collector of these possessed dolls, then this one is for you. It's it's actually pretty creepy. Uh, I read most of the story. Uh, a lot of it makes some sense. A lot of it doesn't. It's kind of all over the place with this doll, which makes it even creepier, to say the least, because he doesn't really understand what the doll is doing. So he just decided to put it on eBay and sell it off to someone else to deal with it. So it's a anti-conned rabbit doll. And that's pretty much it for my weird listening of the week. Uh, I want to thank Pure Hustle Podcast for being on. Uh, thanks to those guys. That interview went on a little long, but that's okay. Because those guys are, have real knowledge of the reselling game. Um, Orlando having the experience of being a reseller. And Mike, a fairly new reseller, but he's he's doing it the smart way. He's really doing his research. And he's, he's, um, he's killing it. They're both killing it. And be sure to listen to their podcast, Pure Hustle Podcast. They do a podcast once a week like me. And follow them on Instagram, Pure Hustle Podcast. And all right, guys, have a good week. Have a good weekend. Hope your sales are good. Hope your sales are up. And keep on hustling.